Welcome, everybody, to episode 69 of Disney with the Ducks. We um, today are going to be talking about the upcoming holiday, Father's Day. Uh, we've got that coming up here in a few weeks from recording, but when you listen to this, it'll be right around Father's Day. So um, one of the questions we wanted to ask tonight was something you learned from your dad that you still use today. So, Kevin, why don't you give us something you learned from your dad? Okay, so there, there's a lot, obviously. I mean, you know, dads teach us a lot of things, but... Um, probably the most useful, the thing I've used more than anything is just, um, being familiar with the Bible and being, and going to church. And he, you know, he and my granddad both really pushed that hard on me. And that's something that we, you know, we continue to do together. And, you know, he's now a Sunday school teacher and, it, and, and that was something really big, um, uh, in my life and really helped me shape being a father myself. And it's, uh, something that I, that I also share with my kids and, uh, proud to continue that tradition. Uh, the other thing is driving a tractor. So I grew up on a farm. So being able to hop on the tractor and be able to hook up the, the bush hog and get you know get to work. And I, I've never been on a farm, so I have no okay. idea what any of these okay. things are. When you talk about a tractor, I'm thinking like one of the riding lawnmowers. That's oh, no, what I consider a tractor. tractor. So it's a different worlds, I think. Here it's a big John Deere, big John Deere four wheel drive. Yeah. 4350. Yeah. How old were you when you were able to like start doing that? Is this like a 10 year old thing or younger? And I think okay. a lot of the skills is kind of the ones that I remember the most were probably around nine or 10, um, you know, with the tractor, um, you know, that's whenever I really started getting appreciating uh, going to church and all and kind of understanding that. And then, you know, with the hunting and fishing, being able to, you know, to do that and learn how to do that and, and how to uh, take care of, you know, nature and, and also be, you know, respectful conservationist and things like that. So all those things were great things that I learned and continue to continue to learn and teach my, my two boys the same kind of thing. So awesome. Some good traditions to pass down. Right. Um, Gene, what about you? What have you learned from your dad that still, still helps you out today? Hi, John. Thanks. Um, my dad, very similarly, you know, um, I got a spiritual foundation from that I'm, that I'm forever thankful for. My dad passed away a few years ago. Um, and one of the things that he taught me was work ethic. My dad worked for the phone company they were union and every three years they had a contract that would be renegotiated. And when I was 11 years old, their contract, they knew they were far apart from, you know, whoever, whoever they, you know, negotiate that with, however that works. And, um, the Monday before he knew he would be going on strike, my dad walked to my grandparents' neighborhood. And on Monday morning, we, you know, got me up. We loaded up the family station wagon with the, you know, the lawn equipment that we had, you know, for our own, for our house. And we started cutting yards. And six weeks later, my dad went back to work. And we had a trailer and a riding lawnmower. And, a, you know, we had a, a, a lawn business that um, he kept up as, you know, a side job for a while and it became mine. And I finally gave it up in high school because uh, I just didn't have the time. I hated it uh, at the time. And um, I, you know, my dad made me, I didn't know what a choice. I had a little brother. He didn't make, you know, didn't make work that hard. It didn't seem, but um, I'm so thankful that he taught me that uh, I like my yard a certain way to this day, but, uh, but he taught me that. And I'm just really, really thankful that he instilled that work ethic in me that, um, he loved his family and he provided for his family. He also, one other thing, just really quickly, he uh, taught me that uh, family is not about blood necessarily. 
he raised five children and four of them were not his biologically, but he treated, you know, me just like he treated my little brother and everybody else, you know? And so, um, taught me just, just to me, a very important uh, principle. That's awesome. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's, that's really good lessons to have learned and, and for your dad yeah, to have been able to show you. A good work ethic, a good work ethic is not something that you typically see as much of these days. And, and that's something, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Lonnie, what about you? Uh, yeah. So uh, like Kevin and Gene, uh, my dad actually taught me work ethic as well. He worked in a chemical plant for gosh, since I can remember, you know, as a kid and, you know, he also taught me the value of, of a dollar working hard, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, chores. I, I hated the chores, but they had to be done. Right. So, you know, as he went to work, he taught me like, look, when I go to work in, in the summer, um, I'm, I can't be the only one that's getting up and going to work. So here are your chores for the day. Right. And at the time you don't like doing those things, but you know, you get to work ethic. I say, hey, I, I learned I might as well just knock them all out right now. Then I have the rest of the day for my, you know, for myself. Unlike, you know, to Gene's point and Kevin's point, some people are like, oh, you know, I'll just wait to the last minute and, and don't have that work ethic. So um, he taught me that. He also taught me how to cook. Uh, my dad was a really good cook. So he uh, he always cooked uh, for my mom all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. My wife always says when we met, it was my dad's cooking that got her to stay because he, because he, she would come over every Sunday, you know, and he would call her and ask her, what you want me to cook for the day? Right. And, and she, he would cook it for her. Right. And I'd be like, well, why are we eating this? He's like, cause I wants it. I'm like, she's, and then boom, ding dong, here she comes in the door. Right. So, um, so, you know, he did that. Um, I'm so appreciative of him for that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. All right. That is. And the cooking too, especially with like our age and, and above parents, it wasn't as common for the men to be cooking and stuff at home. So that's mm -hmm. awesome when that's something that your dad can learn and then teach you, and, you know, that type of thing. That's awesome. My dad did the yeah. same thing. You know, he cooked not every meal, but a lot of the meals and it, you know, that's, that's just a cool thing. Yeah. You come home from working in the chemical plant and start cooking, you know, that's, you know, mm -hmm. That, that, that's a man right there. Yeah. And, you know, and one yeah. final thing he taught me, and that's to know my limitations. He taught me the value of subcontracting. So <laughs> if there's something, if there's a, you know, and, and capitalism, he was like, look, call somebody to do that. My dad's like, I'm not doing <laughs> right. that. You know, he'll pick up the phone. Boom. Here comes somebody in there to fix it. Right. My dad's like, I'm not doing that. Um, it's not worth my time. Or he would say, I don't have the time or the information to do that. So let's find yeah. somebody to do it and they will do it. Very smart. Yeah. I wish I learned that. Joey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy could have dug that hole and then finished that pump. Like you don't even know it, bro. Yeah. You don't even know it. God, my back hurts. <laughs> but you have a giant hole in your yard. I do. It so keeps filling up with water. It's working. It's working. It keeps filling up with water. I keep having it emptied. It's awesome. I gotta get. A, I gotta get the pump installed so it does it on its own. Wow. Well, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> Jody. what did you learn from your dad? Uh, so much, like everybody else has been saying. I mean, so many lessons that we could sit here for hours and hours and talk about them. But one thing in particular, and being the female on the podcast, being with all these men, my dad taught me sports. Um, and as a female in this 
you know, late seventies, early eighties, there were not a lot of women's sports, maybe mm. tennis, maybe golf here or there, but we would sit down and we'd watch sports and he'd explain them to me. I remember vividly sitting in front of the TV with my dad and we had this big tin container of potato chips and he would lean back on his arms. And I remember him explaining football and the downs and you had four chances to go 10 years, you know, explaining it all to me and um, having the patience to explain that to I was never going to play football, but, you know, explaining it all to me. And I'm telling you, in my business life, I work with 95% men. I work in financial services and there's very rarely another female in the room. So to be able to talk sports shop with the guys all the time was such an important thing for me because I was always around the guys. So I don't know all the stats and all the players and who, you know, had the most home runs in 1926. I couldn't tell you any of that, but I do know the basics of all the sports, not all the sports, but a lot of the sports and, um, and can talk shop with, with a lot of the, a lot of the guys and, and fell in love with sports and have a passion for sports. And uh, I think the competitiveness and that, that love of, of team um, started when I was little with my dad. So I have him to thank for all that. That's cool. And it was my coach for everything. He's my coach for softball, which I hated and soccer, which I loved <laughs> and basketball being five, one and something was <laughs> going to be my sport, but you know, he was my coach for all of it too, which was awesome. Yeah. That's really, and that's really fun for the dads <laughs> too, to be able to help coach teams and be around the kids and their friends. It's just, that's always a cool experience. Yeah, Lonnie. All those questions about cricket. Now, you, now you can you can uh, aim those towards Jody. Yeah, not sure we watch a lot of cricket, but you know, <laughs> don't they just run back and forth between the bases? I mean, you have to remember this was back, like I said, in the late seventies and eighties, and you had three stations, maybe four. So whatever sport was on those three or four stations, that's what we watched. We didn't have cable. That that cricket bat reminds me of a paddle, so I I, I left school with a bunch of nuns, so I don't I, I get I go like I start to get you know. That's the principal. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that's yeah. a bad shape. Yeah, that's not a good shape. You know, the nuns had the same. They played cricket with our backsides <laughs> in school way before I knew what cricket was. So you know, man. All right, um, Jeff, what did you learn from your dad that you're still using? I'm very fortunate that I actually work with my dad on a daily basis. Um, he started a business that I work for. So I've been with him for almost 18 years. So I'm learning stuff every day from him that he's teaching me in my career now. But growing up, a lot of stuff that he taught me was critical thinking, um, learning how to listen to all sides of a conversation, whether it be politics, religion, social things. We'd have conversations where he may play devil's advocate, where I didn't know his stance on things for a long time. And we'd just be able to sit and talk and not necessarily argue, but be able to understand where people are coming from, from different sides of things and be able to accept different opinions from what our own are and be able to have rational, reasonable conversations about that as we kind of progress through. And I think that's really helped me later in life for sure. That's fantastic. That's, a, that's another one that is really tough to develop, but that's great that you had somebody kind of walking, walking you through that. Right. I might not always agree with John, but I can still ride Figment with him and we can still have a great time. Right. <laughs> well, and I was going to say that too, Jeff, like it seems like you are like that just in life, right? That you're pretty rational, calm headed and listen to everything. Um, Generally speaking, I try to be. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and then, so I guess for me, my dad, same thing with the work ethic. I mean, he worked at 
um, he was in a sales job for a long time when I was a little kid and he would come home from there and go right to umpiring softball games for three, four hours a night. Um, and then when I was in middle school, he got a job working for Ford Motor Company um, on the assembly line and he would work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, still come home and, you know, go umpire a few games and still found time to like play outside with me and play catch and you know, like you said, uh, Jody, like coaching teams and stuff. He was my soccer coach. He was my basketball coach. Um, so, you know, that kind of stuff and just making sure you still make time for family, but that you have to work hard um, still sticks with me because I'm kind of the same way with, with my kids. And I try to make sure I make time for them, but I also um, do whatever I need to do for, for work and everything else too. So um, I think that, and the other thing that was, it's, it's a weird thing, but um, keeping score at baseball games. Um so when you're at a baseball game, you see the older guys with the pencil and the, the little boxes they're filling out. So uh, every time we went to a game as a kid, my dad would buy a program and fill out the, the score. And I just think it's fun because now at least I know, you know, you, you pay more attention to the stats as you're watching a game and stuff. Um, so it's, it's just kind of one of those fun things that I think is, is cool that I still know how to do it. That's a skill to get you in trouble when you're later in life and you're helping coach other teams. Because when they said, does anybody know how to keep book? And you're like, oh. yeah. yeah, that's when you just, you, you conveniently forget. <laughs> All right. Um, so tonight, though, like we said earlier, it's it, Father's Day is right, right here, right when this is coming out. Um, so we want to talk about Disney dads tonight. So I guess before we start talking about the individual characters and everything, what do you guys think makes a good dad? Because I think we talked about a lot of things that our dads taught us and everything, um, you know, and that's part of it too. But what do you guys think makes a, a really good dad? I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Anna. I was going to say, I'm going to go with, you have to have an ability to have fun. Um, I think I spent way too long of the amount of time I've been a dad being too serious and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And you just got to let it go and have fun. So I think that's one of the things that, that really can make, um, make a good dad. I think, um, obviously love but sometimes putting your love for them aside so they can grow and develop I think that's a lot of my Disney dads that I chose like they they had to put away their their own want and desires for their children and let their children figure out their own ways so um, I think that's really hard for any parent but um, I think I think it's a good characteristic to let your kids figure out their own path piggybacking off of what Jody said, letting them learn to make their own mistakes as well. So I yeah. think, and then helping, don't correct them for what they're doing, but let them learn from their mistakes and then guide them to make better choices later, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, think that, uh, oh, following wow. up on that, just like be willing to sacrifice, you know, kind of not necessarily sacrifice your life or your body or whatever, but sacrificing things that you would rather do to put your kids first and kind of, you know, just being selfless. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then, yeah. like you said too, I mean, just being there, right. And making sure you make mm -hmm. the time to be there and be present. All right. Any other characteristics of a good dad that you guys think we need to bring up? Okay. All right. Um, so let's start talking about some of our favorite Disney dads. Does anyone want to go first and name I, them? I think Jody should go first. Ladies first. Oh, all right. 
Um, so my first Disney dad, maybe a surprise to everybody, uh, kind of going old school with this, this one, but I'm going Pongo from 101 Dalmatians. Is one of mine. That one? Yes. I had, I had that one. Did you really? No. All right. Gene, let me hear why you had Pongo. Um, well, um, I have Pongo because um, there were 99 Dalmatians, you know, other than <laughs> Pongo and Purdy. Her name's Purdy. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name. But only 15 were his. The, the rest of them were he's like, we'll take them, you know. Why, why is that funny, Lonnie? Don't make me stab you with a pin through this. <laughs> Dude, I'm not <laughs> laughing at that, man. I'm, I, don't, I don't. Why am I getting called out for no reason? <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, man. I'm, I mean, I'm taking this very seriously, and you're, you know, you're making I, I it's all funny. You got the glasses you. on, Lonnie. I mean, that's you can tell thing, it's serious. I, he looks like Steve Jobs when he's talking. That's why you got the. And nobody can't see him. He has like a black turtleneck on and glasses. I think he's about to announce the new iPhone 15. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why he's so angry, man. <laughs> because, because I thought I said something it's, wrong. I no, why you laugh at me. Nah, man, it's the slimmest, most technically advanced iPhone to date. <laughs> I don't want you to say, please say that for me. If you say that, man, you make my night. He is the father of the iPhone, so it does fit right in here. It there does, doesn't it? Pongo took in all the pups. You know, I love dogs. I love adoptive fathers. I noticed the trend in mine that over half that of the out. ones I wrote down were all oh. adoptive fathers. I was going to say, because you were talking about it in the mm -hmm. intro question too. I don't know if you heard me whenever, Jody, when you were just talking and you were talking about the qualities, I started looking at my list and I was like, holy cow. You know, this one and this one and this one and this one and this one, all adoptive fathers. So anyway. Yeah, well. It was the first one I came up with, which was, you know, it was surprising to me because it wasn't my, I mean, it wasn't the immediate thought. There's some that are a lot easier, I think, but um, I, I don't know. I just think it's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if I'd ask my husband if he'd take on how many extra puppies. That's a lot. <laughs> but you have puppies forever, yeah. you know, you have them forever. I, I just think it's a, very respectable of Pongo. So I, you know, and he seemed to love them all. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well, that's a good one. Um, I, I didn't even think of, of Pongo because I, I don't know. But that's a good one. Well, Gene um, and I did, so don't worry. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. right. Jeff, what do you got? What's you, you Share one of yours. The first one that came to my mind is James, who is Tiana's dad. Um, her whole movie is driven by her dream to start a restaurant, which was values, hard work ethics, everything instilled to her by her father. So he's not a prominent character in a movie, but he really is because that's the driving force behind what she's doing. So I think he's a pretty iconic TV or dad for um, the Disney dads, the qualities that we talked about and what he's instilled in her that's obviously made her want to do what she's doing. Well, definitely hard work. A lot of you guys talked about your dad teaching you how to work hard and, and he definitely taught her how to work hard. So, yeah, yeah that's a good choice. And from a great movie that, I think it was on our underrated episode too. Um, so I, I'm going to name mine. My, I think mine is my number one Disney dad is uh, besides bandit. And I'll probably talk about him more later because you know, that one's just obvious, but um, goofy. I really think goofy from a goofy movie yeah. is like one of the best dads ever. And I think similar to like bandit from um, 
Bluey, right? They they love to have fun with their kids. They like being there. They're real dads that get frustrated and everything else too, but they still always come back to wanting to spend time with their kids and doing fun things with them. Like, I mean, Goofy's driving cross country to see Powerline with Max, right? Just because his kid wants to go. He doesn't and... really know that that's what he's doing. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's... <laughs> Fair. Okay. Fair point. He's driving cross country because his son wants to hang out with him and spend quality time. And he didn't even think anything of it. He's like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. And just went with it. And Max could be kind of a jerk because he's a teenager and you know, we all know how that goes. Um, yeah. uh, Kevin, you're gonna get there soon with your kids. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> but no, I mean, he's just to me, he's like up there uh, with with the other one that I'm. I totally had I had him on there too, especially from um, yeah. maybe the Christmas special. Maybe I think it was with Goofy with um, and Max with the Christmas special uh -huh. where yeah. And he was trying to make Christmas so special for all these other families and stuff. And Max got really frustrated and Goofy was just trying to be a good dad. And Max was annoyed with him and embarrassed by him. Like all teenagers are by their parents, but you know, all Goofy was doing was just showing his love and, and it's just his way of expressing his love. And, um, and Max was care. just annoyed. So yeah, I have Goofy too. So good choice. So far. Me too. You also have Goofy. All right. Yep. Wow. Goofy. Kevin, you did too. I did. Yes. I really Jimmy. thought that was going to be like a hot take that nobody else had. It's just such a good movie. Like the a goofy movie is amazing. It is. Um, Lonnie, what do you got on your list? <clears throat> you know there are a lot of great Disney dads. Uh, I was trying to to find which one I think in no particular order. I'm going to go with Kane uh, from the original Alien movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Alien was a Disney property, except yeah, for yeah, yeah, yes, it is. So it was a great movie ride. Let me explain. Let me explain. So yes, Alien, of course, is a Disney um, property. The Queen Alien is a princess, but <laughs> let's go back. So Kane, for you guys that <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> So anyway, Kane was played by John Hurt. And remember, guys, he's the first one that went in there and he got the xenomorph stuck to his face. So he... What is happening here? What's going on with you guys? I'm trying. So he gave it all to, 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 to take care of the xenomorph, right? I mean, he actually, you know, he made the ultimate sacrifice. Next thing you know, here comes the aliens. So... Um, I think he is, um, you know, the the number one Disney dad. I, I need to understand your logic about Alien being that franchise being part of Disney. Okay, uh, you, you have a question to ask, or you want me to just? <laughs> I mean, so so Disney Disney owns Fox. It's a Fox property, so Disney actually now owns Alien. Okay, so. Well, so I, I, get, I, I get it. I just want to hear you spell it all out for us. Yeah. So as a result, as I'm going through all the Disney dads, I mean, because you could say the ones that <laughs> traditionally you think of, but let's be honest. Have you thought about Kane, you know, and no. <laughs> and what he did for the Xenomorph, right? So that's what I'm going with. He's the first one. That's the first introduction to the alien species, the Xenomorphs, and Kane did that for us. So thank you, Kane. Great Disney dad. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's much more we can say say about Kane. Should, really. should we just wrap this up? Because nobody's going to beat that one. No, yeah. I have uh, others. Have I have others. others. <laughs> I, 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 think, others. I think I can make a case. Wow. I think my wow. husband's choice was better than that. No offense, Lonnie, but... <laughs> oh, I have more. I, I say no particular order. Okay, when okay. we get around, I'll, wow. I'll give you some more. All right, Gene, what what do you got other than Pongo? Um, so he might be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Yondu. Hmm. I mean, Yondu. he might have been tough at times, but the universe is a tough place, and that's what Peter Quill. That's what Pete needed. He needed a He's tough married. father figure. You know. He's Mary Poppins, y'all. He's Mary Poppins, y'all. That's all I got. I mean, what 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 else do I need to say? Nothing. Right. Yeah. All right. You went from Pongo to Yandu. I mean, yeah, I'm one. sorry, Gene, but I'm trying hard to find the connection there. He's Yandu. I also have more. We'll get back around okay. to it. I, got, I mean, okay. these, these are all good. Waiting. Anxiously waiting. You put all these together, they would make the most fantastic father. Mm-hmm. Really. <sighs> Huh. Okay. Uh, Kevin, we're, what do you got? So I've got a bunch of others, but this is the one that kind of is at the very top of my list that really, you know, hits my note of sacrifice. And that's um, Mufasa. So Mufasa, I think would be, you know, he's, he's commonly known, but I mean, he, he sacrificed his life to save his son after he sent his son, his son disobeyed him and went out. You know, he he put his life in, in, you know, on the line to save him and did and ended up losing his life. And, uh, you know, he taught Simba all about, you know, the circle of life and everything else and all kinds of good lessons. And so by definition for me, I had to pick I had to pick Mufasa first. I have some others that kind of break the rules a little bit, but that's that's my number one. What rules? Yeah. No I rules. didn't know they had rules in there. It's more of a list of guidelines. Now there are no more rules. Yeah. Um, John's involved, there are no rules because no. you know he's going to break them anyway and list like 25 different yeah. things in one category. So, yeah. I have FOMO. I don't want to miss any of those things. So, I'm going to say they're all amazing. Um, no, but Kevin, I, I think that's somebody I had on my list too, is because he was a great dad and he even came back and made sure he helped guide Simba. Um, later when Simba took Brett back Pride Rock and everything. So, yeah, I think he was a great dad. Nice. All right. Um, let's see. We'll go back to Jeff. You want to kick us off uh, with another one? My next one kind of falls in line with some of Gene's qualities, and I'm sure he'll appreciate this as well as Kevin, but Bail Organa, um, he stepped into a role as father to Leia whenever her family life kind of went sideways pretty quick when she was born. So he kind of sacrificed her moving in, uh, kept her a secret, kept her safe. So I think he kind of fits a good role as a Disney dad. Mm-hmm. He really does. And and just, you don't always think of him when you think of Star Wars dads, but I mean, he definitely fills that role well. And with the new, you know, Kenobi series, it kind of talks a little bit more about that, shows kind of her upbringing and things like that and kind of how he was, he was stern, but he he liked to let her kind of get out and do her thing too. So a lot of her qualities that make her who she is in the in the <clears throat> movies 
I think she gets from from Bale. Um, Kevin, what do you do? You have another one. So mine along the same line is Obi Wan Kenobi. So while he wasn't really Luke's adopted dad, he sacrificed himself to watch over Luke his almost his entire you know child life. I mean, from the time that he was um, born until he became you know until he went with him to to fight the Empire, and then even before that, he pretty much adopted Anakin as a brother slash father figure. So Obi-Wan is, is the epitome of a, of a father being, you know, a sacrifice. He sacrificed everything um, to kind of be that, to be that role for, for, um, for Anakin and then for Luke as well. And some for Leia. Kevin, I usually respect your opinions, Um, (laughs) but I'm just, you know, there's a one particular line that makes this, you seriously breaking this rule because as you know, he says, you were my brother, not um, you were my son. No, no. I love you. No, <laughs> not did father. He, did he, he have the high ground. ground. <laughs> yeah, he did have the high ground. Yeah. He got you on a technical. Have you seen that's, that's uh revenge of the Sith, Lonnie. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that one. That's not the Oh boy. That's, right. that's yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it took that long for one of you two to bring up Obi-Wan because I was thinking about him earlier too for kind of the same reasons, right? Um, but yeah. Kevin, I love you for bringing him up. I, that's, that's a good college try. I mean, I do I do respect <laughs> the, the effort, you know, because Obi-Wan's my favorite character, you know, so. Yeah. And yours too, I know. Yeah. All right, Lonnie, who else is on your list besides the person from Aliens? Kane? Yeah, that's Kane. okay. Kane. So I'm going to go with Zhu Wenu. You may know him by his other name, the Mandarin. He is Chang Chi's father. Now, hear me out. <laughs> For love of his wife, he gave up all this power, right? Chasing glory and all that stuff and settled down. And then, unfortunately, as all Disney movies, something happened to the mom. And, of course, he had to pick up his 10, ring, ten rings and mm-hmm. go to work. So, But if you look at him, overall, the whole movie, all he wanted was his family back. Yeah, he was a little hard on him right he but he taught him so that he wouldn't be weak he knew that his name carried weight right so he taught him to fight he taught his sister to fight because he wanted them to stand on their own for that reason i think the mandarin is a good disney dad can't argue with that logic i guess i mean solid (laughs) i mean i guess i don't don't even know what else to say i'm i'm very curious about what what else you have on this list of yours, Lonnie? Oh, just wait. Um, there's more. We'll hold off. Yeah, we'll hold off on that for a minute. Uh, Jody, what do you got? I, I'm sticking with the the um, classic Disney films. <laughs> Not digging as deep in the spinoffs as all of you, but um, uh, I'm going with uh, King Triton, um, Ariel's dad, who I know can yeah. be pretty mean and harsh. But come on, she's a teenage girl and she was doing things she wasn't supposed to be. So He's know. got like seven daughters. you got to be like yeah. that. I know, and they all start with names. Like, I would totally get confused by their names. Adrena, Fina, Quina. Hey, welcome to my life with the C's. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, That's why I just um, scream a name and hope it's the right kid. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, you know, he was super mad at her. But I think he should have been. You know, she broke the rules. Yeah. Right. But then he came around and figured out, okay, well, this is really her passion. It's her vision. It's what she wants in life. And I should support it because if not, she's just going to figure out a way to 
sneak out and do it anyway. So um, I, you know, it's like when your kid wants to comes to you and say, this is what I want to do for my college degree. And you're like, wow, great. Clown school is a fantastic option. And you're, you don't want to necessarily support that, but you, you know, you, you, you gotta let them go on their own path. So King Triton, King Triton's okay. my, he's, he's on my list. Oh, my list as well. And I was going to say for the same reason for sacrifice, I think, you know, in the end of that, he sacrificed himself and put himself on the line to to save Ariel from, from becoming one of those little snappy um, plant things, whatever they are. They're creepy. They're really creepy. But yeah, and I mean, with King Triton too, like he didn't agree with his daughter's decision at all, but he mm -hmm. came around, right, and rethought it. Uh, um and and changed his mind so it wasn't like the old school like no you're i said it you're not doing that. um so i thought it was pretty progressive even for the time like early 90s late 80s whatever it was um, and to, to lonnie's point you know? another movie where you know mom's nowhere to be found so there we go yeah we don't know working mm -hmm. with all those a daughter names all seven of them or nine of them or 11 how many yeah just like just like john with five kids with c's and and you know single yeah. dad so i am basically you are king, king triton. triton we are going to give you you need to get you a triton yes yeah. you need a triton. you need to grow a beard big long beard john big big beard. that's gonna be a problem because i haven't hit puberty yet so that's not growing <laughs> um, it is kind of smooth okay yeah. So here's the thing, though. The one thing with King Triton that kept him from higher on the list for me um, was that he let his daughter like he didn't have any problem with her marrying a guy who had never heard her talk. Right. So, you know, I don't know about that in today's in today's world. All right. So there's King Triton. Um, does anybody else still have uh, dads remaining on their lists? Gene, do you got any? I, I actually, I oh, actually do. Okay, Lonnie, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't want to get in front of Gene. Gene, you have someone, sir? No, that's right. I mean, I, I can't believe that Kevin hasn't said this, but um, Mando, I mean, you know, three seasons in and he finally, you know, officially adopts um, Grogu. And he's been a great dad for three seasons, you know, taking care of him. A little, maybe a little crotchety at times, you know. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, that's how you have to be with a toddler sometimes, you know, that keeps messing with the knobs and doesn't push the right buttons and, you know, the stuff that he does. But then he starts flipping and flopping and saving your butt. And what are you going to do? You got to adopt him then. Mm -hmm. Just because he flips and flops. Well, no, I mean, that's just, I'm just being, you know, I mean, the real reason he adopted him is he loves him. It was obvious, you know. <clears throat> he seems like one of those dads that's probably, Grogu's going to, you know, at some point he's going to speak to a therapist and and tell the therapist, my dad never told me he loved me. But but he knew it because of the way his dad took care of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That's a good one, though. All right. And he carried that little guy around, too, for so long. Mm -hmm. For everything. I mean, he just yeah. where I go, he goes, you know? Yeah. I, I, um, I, actually, I've thought about that. Every time he goes off on some kind of a mission, adventure, whatever, and he's carrying Grogu along. I mean, sometimes he leave, you know, with, uh, oh, my gosh, what's her name? Kevin, what's her name? The mechanic on Tatooine. Palimato? Yeah, Palimato. Um, sometimes he'd leave Grogu with her, but a lot of times he just takes him along. And I just thought to myself, sometimes you this just must, this must be what John's life is like when he's got <laughs> kids with him everywhere. I'm just joking, but no, I really didn't think that. But I, I just saw your face and I thought that'd be funny to say. But I just have thought, like, what would it be like to try to, you know, fight people and shoot people and do everything you do with a toddler along? 
life is tough enough with a toddler without having to take them, you know, when you're trying to, you know, bring them in warm or bring them in cold, you know? There well, you when go. your toddler has the ability to protect you at any point in time, that kind of helps. Yeah. yeah, but that was kind of spotty in the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he kind of passes out after. after <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you got to take care of him. Hey, who doesn't take a nap? If there's one back there, he's good. But if there's a second, he's in trouble because Grogu gets sleepy. You know, yeah, you gotta take a nap. You take a nap after doing something, man. I mean, let's be honest. What's wrong with that? It always helps the recovery too. Yeah, yeah. All right, Lonnie, you said you have a couple more, right? Yeah, I have a few more, but you know, I'm gonna go with one. This is gonna be controversial. Oh, my brothers haven't been. Yeah, this one because of the state of his marriage. Uh, but I'm gonna go with John McClane from the Die Hard series. Because... <laughs> I snorted. Did that come through on the mic? Oh, good lord! I hope so. So, okay, the first Die Hard, right? So he's he's going out. Oh my god! He's going to the Nakatomi Plaza, trying to talk to his wife. He wants his family together, right? Ends up saving everybody. The second one, they are together. He's trying to save her once again. She's in trouble. She's, you know, she's stuck on a plane. Yeah. After that, the third one, they divorced and all that. But I mean, you know, hey, he's still out there trying to be a, a good father. And then the fourth one, I mean, he ends up working with his, uh, with his son a little bit, right? So I mean, if you think about it, he's, it's, it's a redemption arc to me, right? So I think because of that, and I'm just so happy that he joined the Disney family. So now we all can say yippee kaye. How'd the rest of that go? I'm not saying it. <laughs> We're trying to video. keep our rating. I got a video of Chelsea I can send you later, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, I'm gonna name my my other one too, because I had like kind of like one A and one B. I couldn't decide which one I like more. I think I lean towards Bandit more, really, as as kind of my all-time just favorite dad and TV movies, anything. I just I love Bluey. Um, the whole show is amazing. It's given me so many like fun ways to play with my kids and things I wouldn't have thought of on my own, like Daddy Robot and you know Born Yesterday, stuff like that. So I, I really think Bandit is um, one of the best portrayals of a dad for sure because it's he's real. You know, you can tell he gets frustrated. He get, he's hungover in some episodes. He's just annoyed in some episodes. He's traveling for work and some. So it's it's things that we all have to deal with anyway. And he is able to take all of that and still have a good time and be present with his kids. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think that's it's really cool how he's able to um, put all that stuff aside and just enjoy the time with his kids so much. Who's your other one? That you're well, the other one was Goofy was the other oh, one that I was okay. really thinking um, between those two. And a lot of it with me comes down to like having fun, rolling around with the kids, wrestling, you know, playing games, whatever. It's just that's the kind of stuff that I, I love most as a dad. Well, so, you will awesome. like one of my selections then, um, which actually was my, one of my husband's votes. We have two from the same movie. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Same movie, two dads. Can anybody guess? No. All right. From Finding Nemo, we have both Marlon, which is the easy choice. Nemo's dad, right? Like his son's lost. Mm -hmm. He goes and finds him. Obviously, pretty good dad goes through all sorts of things to try to find his son. But my husband suggests that Crush is a good dad. 
Cause he, like John says, super fun, laid back, like wants to like experience the world and, you know, come on, let's all have a good time. Um, but you know, lives a kajillion years. So clearly there has to be some good lessons in there, mm -hmm. right? All those years that those turtles live. So yeah, we had both Marlin and Crush from um, Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. Cause I think they were both, right? Were they mm -hmm. both? I believe they were both. both. I, I had Marlin. Um... That's good. That's a good show. Oh my gosh, you have like a real Disney movie? <laughs> oh, oh wait, first off, all of my movies are Disney movies, but <laughs> I actually have I have a I have a regular list and then I have my extended Disney list. Um quite extended. I, I had, yeah, I mean look, I had I had Marlon, I had Homer Simpson. I have Homer is my next one. There you Homer. go. See, boom, Jeff, why don't you take Homer for me? Why, why? He literally chokes his son. Tough love. tough love, tough love. Yeah, that's tough love. Gene, you're muted. He also makes his son roller skate naked to the burger shop. <laughs> you're teaching life lessons. That's right. Well, right. you're very soft on these kids. You're very soft on these kids. Worst purchase Disney ever bought was getting that franchise. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> now, that's a hot take right there. That oh, is a hot take. It should have been over at Universal where it belongs. No. Uh, no. I chunky, love trashy TV that I can't stand. That's why we need... Can't stand okay, it. so I am surprised that Kevin didn't say this or Gene. Wait. I'll give you another one. One more. Huh? I'm going to oh. go with... I'm gonna go no, with. Kevin's trying to, trying to get his answer in before you. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna see if Kevin's gonna say it. Django Fett. That was one of mine. That, 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 no, that, you know, Kevin, I will turn it over to you, sir. So, why do you love Django Fett? I love Django Fett. I mean, he fathered the entire clone army. I mean, I mean, he, he was a bad. He was not a good guy, but you know. Time out. Nick Cannon has like 27 kids too. That right. doesn't make yeah. him a great dad. <laughs> wow, John. Wow, John, you destroying rocks. I mean, in glass houses. I mean, we got like five. Right. And just the ability to procreate doesn't make me a great father. No, but there, there's some parts of him that, that just made that. I mean, so Boba Fett, you know, turned out he was bad at first, but then he in his older years, he started, you know, thinking about his dad, and and he, he became a little bit better guy. He helped out the Mando, and he's just I mean, a man trying to make his way through the galaxy. That's all. Know? That's all. He was just trying that's to make it. his way. That's it. It just happened that his way of making a living was um, murder and mayhem. But you know, um, speaking of my next, my next best one was Darth Vader. So, I had him. So he he was not the best dad. Um, he kind of uh, murdered his mom, and um, <laughs> not the best dad. He used his hatred for the galaxy to come back. Nobody's and perfect. He blew up his daughter's planet. He did right in front of her. <laughs> hey, look at that! Boom, done. Wow, you guys um, are really selling him. Then he chopped his son's hand off after he knew he was his dad. Hey, tough love, man. Tough love. But he saves him at the end, right, Kevin? Mm -hmm. But then in the end, you know, it all it's all about what you do in the end. I mean, just like with Django Fett, I mean, he he might have lost his head for his son. I mean, he's just head head over heels over Django, you know. Just kind of and my other one was not necessarily a father, but a father figure is Yoda. 
Okay. So Yoda, Yoda taught a lot of people. He was such mm -hmm. an high regard in the in the Jedi Order, and you know he trained a lot of younglings and and that kind of thing. So. All right, I think Yoda's a good choice too. Yeah, like you said, I mean, he was—he really seemed to care too about all of like Luke for sure. But yeah, it was—that's a good choice. All right, what else we got? Anybody else got one? I've got left? two left. All right, what do you got, Jeff? The first one I have just quickly is Geppetto. Um, I think he mm -hmm. is a great kind of like an adopted dad, I guess, that just wanted the best for his son to become a real boy and just teach him the right lessons to do what he's supposed to do to turn out right. So. Geppetto is on my list. What's that? That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. That's yeah. Good. And my other one is kind of another adopted father figure is Uncle Ben. Um, I think oh. he instilled a lot of values into Peter Parker yeah. prior to him knowing what really these values were. Um, with great power comes with great responsibility. He kind of learns that one later. So the stuff he didn't realize when he was being taught kind of comes along later in life as he becomes a superhero. So... I mean, really, his death kind of propelled Spider-Man into who he became, and and he used that as, as his kind of guidance yep. all along. So, yeah. And, and I got one more I want to just put out there. Um, I'm going to go with President Thomas J. Whitmore as being a great dad. And for you guys who don't know who that is, he was <clears throat> president during Independence Day when the aliens came. Bill Pullman? Yes, God. Bill Pullman. When the aliens came down... Yeah. And he lost his wife in the attack, but yet still, oh, great so dad, lonely. got everybody to, uh, rallied together at the end, attacked the aliens, won back our world. So, President Whitmore, Damn. great Disney dad. His that speech he gives was amazing. Wasn't it, though? Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's the kind of speech you want to stand up in the movie theater and just start clapping and be like, yeah! Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know if the look on Jody's face is like, Disgust or just pity? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh. A combination of both. Okay, Jody. Good thing I love Fox. Is a Fox movie, and I hate the Fox all oh, Fox franchise. <laughs> Even Twenty Four. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, that's another what did Wolverine do to you? Wow. God, okay, hey, man, that Fox. Nothing ever. Fox. That would never happen in Twenty Four Hours. Let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> 21 Jump Street back in the day. I mean, brought us so many good things. Okay. We're going off the rails I have, here. I have bit. two more. Yeah. All right, Jody. What okay. else you got? So I'm sure none of you have watched the show because you don't have a teenage boy in the house, but um, Crossover is one of the new Disney Plus shows right now. It's a basketball show, and Chuck Bell is the dad's name, and he's a pretty good dad. So if you haven't watched Disney Plus and you haven't watched Crossover, it's a teeny popper series on Disney Plus, and it's it's pretty good, and he's a great dad. So um highly recommend that one. That was Landon's choice. Um, so, you know, check that one out. And then the most obvious, the number one, without a doubt, who should reign superior is Mr. Incredible. I mean, if you're going to talk about a Disney dad. Do we think dad. he put too much into trying to become a hero and... Not Original. in The Incredibles 2. First one, yes, but not in the second one. Okay. The second one, you know, he was like Mr. Mom. He oh, tried yeah, to learn he was. He, he was taking care of Jack-Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. I wouldn't want to take care of Jack-Jack. Not with no. those zoomy eyes. laser eyes, eyes. yeah. Mm. I mean, that's just bad huh. parenting from the beginning that got him to that point. If he would have had a better parenting, Jack-Jack wouldn't have been so out of control later. 
That's a hot take. Wow. Mm. Yep. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> um, no, something you said there, Jody, though, reminded me of another Disney dad that I didn't even think of. Um, when you were talking about crossover, the basketball show, there's that basketball show um, with John Stamos where he plays Marvin Korn and I can't, Big that, Shot. Big Shots. Big That's Shots. I yeah. love that one. And so Marvin Korn starts off as you know, a dad who loves his kid, but is a workaholic and has anger issues. And then by the end of whatever season they're on now two or whatever, um, you're at the point where he's passing, passing up these collegiate jobs uh, to stay with his daughter's high school team. And because he loves the girls so much and kind of goes along with some of the other like adoptive dads almost, because he has his own daughter. Right. But he also kind of takes all those other girls under his wing as, as like a job. father figure. Those what are about two Danny Tanner. Uh, he would have been a good one for the list too. But is he a Disney? It's dad? ABC. Oh. Oh yeah, because I was thinking of the new one being on Netflix. Like, well, you were Netflix talking about the show. Like, you were talking about the show with two dads, and that's what I thought. Maybe it was a you know what do they call Full House? Friday, yeah, no, no, my two dads. Oh, was the show, but oh. it was on the Friday night lineup on ABC. What did they call TGIF? TGIF, yeah, yeah, that was the best. Um, okay. Does, Anybody else have have any left that they want to talk about? Well, I don't want to get judged by Jody, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I think you just do rapid fire. Just list them all off. <laughs> no, I'm good. I think I'm just good. Just get through the entire Fox lineup. Boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So it's interesting too, though, because Gene was really the only one that talked about it in the opening was about the like adoptive fathers and stuff. But I think all of us had at least some element of that. <clears throat> Um, being talked about in in some of our responses um and i think that one of the things that comes out of that is like not all dads are biological right there are a lot of father figures that step in and help kids that their dad isn't there for one reason or another or just needs another father figure in their life um, so that i think is a really interesting um thing that kind of came out of the discussion and and it's good to think about right that there's there's people out there that are stepping into a role and, and loving kids that maybe they didn't create, but that, you know, they love just as much as, as any they would have. So um, I think that's a really cool lesson too, out of the, all this. <clears throat> um, but now we've finished with the uh, serious part of the discussion about dads. Now we get to go into the greatest quacking up with the ducks ever. It's the father's day version of, quacking up with the ducks so uh, it's a lot of pressure it's a lot yes, of pressure gosh. um so i don't know uh jeff you want to you want to kick us off here I'll, I'll start it off um my last one was a spider-man reference for uncle ben so i'm sticking with the whole spider-man theme um did you know when he was starting to make his suit that the first one he made was a winter jacket completely out of mediterranean flatbread there's a pita parka <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy oh boy <sighs> jody what do you got so my dad is um really super smart in math and science like literally really smart in math and science and um helps my daughter all the time because i can't figure out ap math but um so i called him the other day i'm like hey we've got an issue with a math problem um can you facetime us and help us out with this problem and he's like um yeah, don't worry. This is a piece of cake. And I was like, no, dad, it's a math problem. 
Oh, oh my gosh. All right, Kevin. So why wasn't one Father's Day gift better than the other? Mm-hmm. It was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's good. That's bad. All right. <laughs> no, it was it was amazing. I'm gonna actually use that on my kids. Um <laughs> Gene, what do you got for us today? What's going on? Man, it's actually kind of a sad story I want to tell you all about. So I have three friends. It, the, the ending's pretty tragic. I have three friends that were all at the hospital, all waiting in the waiting room. I know we, you know, typically you don't hear about people doing that. It's you know, typically you see that in shows from the 50s, but this is, you know, Bossier City's kind of a throwback town. So they're in the waiting room, smoking their cigarettes and cigars, waiting for the doctor to come out and tell them, you know, what ha- you know, what they what they had. Doctor came out and told my first friend, he said, man, I just want to tell you, you're the father of twin boys. And the guys got, he got jumped. He got so excited. He said, that's, that's amazing. I actually worked for the Minnesota twins. And the next doctor came out and he said, sir, I'm just so excited to tell you, you're the father of triplet girls. And the guy said, that's amazing. I work for 3M. And at that moment, my other friend jumped out of the window to his death. And I don't know, maybe I should have just added that part. But um, but the doctor's like, what, what's wrong? He's like, yeah, he works for 7-Up. <laughs> oh, man. Lonnie? Oh, man. I, I'll take it back more traditional. Uh, what has more letters than an alphabet? Post office. You got it. Oh, nice. good one. Wah, wah. <laughs> Just kidding. But I do have a sad story, though. You know, the other day I went to the, the, the liquor store and the lady tried to card me and I pulled out my wallet and my Blockbuster card fell out. And she said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Although, did you see the Blockbuster? Um, they just... They just did something on Twitter with Netflix that was pretty funny. I'll have to find it. It was it was rather it was a yeah. It was, it was about sharing passwords. About shared yeah. passwords. Yeah, they say we don't care if you share the movies. Just bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, John. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> are you singing? No, 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 I'm good. Uh, so you guys know I like I I told you guys I bought a new guitar uh, a couple months ago and. Um, so I've been singing a lot more again or trying to anyway. Um, but singing in the shower is always fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, it. all right. Um, so happy father's day to all the, all the dads out there. Um, and if you guys liked what you heard tonight, please come over to our Facebook group, uh, Disney with the Ducks. Join in on some fun conversations. Um, get to know some others in the community and ask some questions, that kind of stuff. Suggest some topics. Yes, there you go, Gene. We're always looking for fun show topics. Um, then Joey we haven't found very many yell of those at yet. us. We what? We haven't found too many of those yet, so we'll, we'll gladly take if you got fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also go over to... Um, your podcatcher and give us a five-star review. Um, let us know what we're doing right. We can try to try to keep doing more of that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I don't think there's anything left to say tonight other than Quaharini. Happy Father's Day, everybody.
Have a great time. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, friends. Yes, I was. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just straight up apologize if tonight you uh, offended anybody with my choice of Disney dads. Dude, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jody. Get right at you. I'm sorry. How do we get off on this? I was apologizing to Jody to, for saying that I chose Kane. Um, the yes, man. Now, now you've offended my hometown.